Welcome to the Mompreneur Podcast. Uh, today we are talking with an amazing Esther. Esther, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Hema. Oh, am I pronouncing that right, Hema? Hema, yes. Did I pronounce okay. your name correct? <laughs> Yes, yes, you okay. did. <laughs> okay, Thank good. You. Amazing. So um, Esther had, uh, when I saw Esther in LinkedIn profile, she had this tagline of helping mompreneurs and it really captured me. So um, we are really looking forward for this podcast and how you can help mompreneurs going through their journey and successfully do the art of juggling of more motherhood and entrepreneurship. Uh, so Esther, welcome uh, to the podcast. It's really amazing having you on the podcast. And uh, to the people who don't know you, can you give us a little bit uh, introduction about you? Um, yes, of course. Uh, I'm Esther Sanders. I'm from the Netherlands. That's a short start. Um, and uh, what I do is mompreneurs uh, hire me to have more joy in their family while earning more and working less. Uh, because as you said, most are juggling. Uh, being a great mom, a wonderful partner, and building a successful business while feeling is taking a toll on their kids. So I help them to free up time, build their business in a sustainable way, and give themselves and their family the life they deserve. And That's... I do this. <laughs> Sorry. No, please carry on. Okay. <laughs> I do this through my Trauma to Thrive program, where we start with clearing the blockages that keep uh, women back from creating the business and life they desire, because we all desire uh, a lot, I think, in this life. And and we should. <laughs> um, and in this stage, I work with several specialists, and my personal specialty um, is helping women who have had an abortion or a miscarriage um, mm -hmm. to help um, uh, to find peace again with uh, their loss mm -hmm. um, by helping them to connect with uh, their unborn child. Hmm. and um, wel welcoming uh, that into their life so they can, in the end, also say goodbye again. So that's a whole combination of things that I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's really amazing, Esther. And um, when I saw your profile on LinkedIn, it talked about you being a teacher and slowly transitioning into this profession. Can you a little bit talk about your journey? How did you actually start um this um, skill set that you have now, uh, what was the motivation behind, um, especially around the arena of to be mothers or um, uh, or helping mothers or to be mothers uh, to have that professional and life sciences? What what actually motivated you? Was there any incident um, that that literally triggered you for understanding? How did you actually transform yourself from a uh, teacher <laughs> to to this profession? which is really fascinating um yes i've i've taught uh, different kinds of uh kinds of things i think you saw a teacher uh, a workshop teacher uh, uh i've been for the past uh well decades i think <laughs> um and besides that i've been a preschool teacher uh for several years um and that's where um i well i just love working with kids and with their uh, with her moms as well um, and um, um, I have learned uh, where, where I started this business <laughs> to actually help help the moms and and their kids 
Um, that comes from what I just said at the end, uh, helping them uh, heal from their uh, loss through abortion or miscarriage. And that stems from my own experience of having had an abortion mm. and not having healed from that because I didn't know how. And I think mm. that goes for all women. <laughs> they mm. don't know how. Mm. Um, and after years and years, I finally uh, found how I could heal from that. And um, it's a complex story, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, no, please go ahead. Yeah. I have, I have followed uh, several spiritual courses. And um, in that respect, I also did a um, uh, shamanic training. And there I um, I really got to uh, to connect with, with the souls of, of uh, unborn children. Mm-hmm. And I discovered, um, also because of my own background with abortion, I discovered there's a, um, a connection that unborn children still have with uh, the family they were not born into, mm-hmm. uh, which can have an impact on uh, on the children in that family and on, and on their mothers, of course, mm. uh, because they're part of it, but they're not part of it. And, and people don't know that... Um, that it works like that. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's how. I so Esther, um, let also. Oh, <laughs> so um, it's it's kind of a really interesting story, right? So you um, you see uh, the motherhood starting from the phase where you know um, you are going to be a mother. Um, and uh, you go through the course uh, with the baby uh, inside your womb and then you slowly transform into um, either it can be successful or cannot be successful. As you said, there would be some um, unexpected phases of abortion. Um, in successful cases, you will have a healthy child at the end and then the another journey starts taking yeah. care of the kid. Yeah. Um, so you specially mentioned about helping mothers or um, mothers of unborn childs or the people who are going through the abortion. Let's uh, let's talk about if a mother who is a professional, uh, who is in this um, going up in the ladder in the career phase, they can be entrepreneur or they can be, um, you know, a, a highly reputed or career woman trying to make their own place in the corporate world. Um, let's talk about two scenarios. One scenario where she's going through the pregnancy and she is doing her professional job too. Um, how does the emotion that you see for mothers who are working in the professional uh you know, hectic work and also handling uh, the uh, emotions of the mother, uh, being a mother and uh, being pregnant. How did you see that that journey? Um, what can help the um, the the pregnant, um, you know, to be mothers who who are going through this journey while handling the professional life? What would your tips be? Um, well, what what I hear. Um, a lot is uh, that it's um, um, that there's little space for in in a professional environment to um, uh, uh, to handle setbacks 
for example, when it's not going well with your pregnancy, um, and there's a lot of emotions going on. Um, I'm, uh, I have to be honest, I'm, I haven't been uh, pregnant long myself. Well, I have been pregnant when I had my abortion before that, uh, but mm. after that, I haven't uh, had another pregnancy. I mm. didn't have the, the opportunity, the chance after that. Mm. Um, so I'm not familiar myself with the whole journey of a pregnancy mm. um, and with all the emotions that come with that. But um, my tips in, in general for moms with uh, with children and, and a job is um, to take care of themselves. That's, that's uh, the, well, the basic <laughs> important thing. To take care of themselves and from uh, from that perspective um, choose what things they find important in their life and that can be their job or their business um, that can be their other children or both um, and um, so how how would you think um, because your profession itself is trying to help mothers handling professional and um, and the motherhood or um, the motherhood that they planned and didn't go as planned as you said um, let's because your specialty is mainly around people who went through abortion and uh, going through the trauma um, and they still are yeah, doing on the their level. yeah Sorry, on the, on the- from a perspective, that's my specialty. Um, yes. So could you tell any any tips to the audience? Uh, some might be the people who went through the journey as, as your specialty maintained. Uh, what would um, your suggestion be if, if they are going through this hard-held, uh, emotional and um, energy-driving um, uh, phase um, of going through the abortion but still have to handle their professional life do they need to take a break i know the netherlands government have done recently an amazing step giving them some time off um for um for the women who went through this um abortion phase um and so on to to cope up psychologically emotionally um uh, before coming to work um what would your suggestions be to um to the women who went who are who are going through the phase who cannot come um out of that situation what can the tips or suggestions be around that point yeah first well, when when they just experience that loss then it's take take a break take take time for yourself and feel what you need at that moment and and i would uh, recommend if if in any way possible to uh, to share your experience with people close to you, even if it's difficult. Um, and for a lot of people, it's difficult also to, to respond to that because we don't know in, in our societies, we don't know how to handle uh, grief mm. and, and loss. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, that's, that's one of my missions to help people um, uh, deal with that better. To, to help um, uh, to, to make uh, um, sorry <laughs> sometimes the language is, is a mm-hmm. very um, to help people um, uh, understand the importance of grief and, and to express that uh, the importance of expressing it mm. um, 
and um, in respect to uh, uh, a lost child, yeah, I I, uh, I advise them to try to make contact with your baby, um, even if you can't see it. You can um, there's a subconscious level like where you can connect and try to uh, to find that connection, mm-hmm. so you can uh, welcome your child into your life and. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't grieve, you can't actually say goodbye to something, and uh, as you can with a parent, for example, that died. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with, um, if you uh, haven't grasped it before, if you haven't held uh, your baby, uh, even if it's symbolically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so the support system what you're saying is having a support and sharing the grief is um extremely important because that in that way they are letting out the grief um and expressing themselves by um trying to balance out the emotions that they are suspending within themselves um that that makes perfect sense uh, what let's talk about the support how much of the supporting role does the spouse or the partner um, or the family or the friends um, need to give to the people who went through that phase? Um, Because a lot of times what happens is um, in different communities, people react differently, right? Um, If but you know, let's take an example um in in some scenarios um it might the spouse might be very supportive but um the the other family members like in-laws or the mothers or the parents um they they try to pressurize with their own um you know uh, perspective and sometimes they meant well uh but it it is um affecting them uh, affecting um, the woman much more in a negative way than to be in a positive way because you're not giving her space of grief or to cope up, but you're shuffling her with a lot of suggestions, uh, yes. with a lot of tips, with a lot of guidance, uh, without even knowing that is she really okay emotionally and psychologically, right? And uh, then um, when you come to, um, I think, workplaces, um, I think most what I can say from what I can see is most of the workplaces are really supportive if the woman is going through that kind of a hard phase. Um, it's I think it's both the support system she's looking for from a professional life and from a personal life. And um, I know that um, when most of the women think that whether they are going through the motherhood, whether it's been successful or unsuccessful, um, it's kind of a break for their career. Um, But is it that's the last goal? Um, Because personal life is also important. And what mostly women and mothers juggle um, is that, hey, I want to be in the motherhood. I want to explore that mysterious world. I want to have that inner soul happiness, but also I can contribute more to the professional world. So 
it's the way I say it, it's kind, it's not a struggling, it's art of juggling. Sometimes you have to give more energy to the work. Sometimes you have to give more energy mm-hmm. to the um, uh, family that you have. Um, what do you see with the people who are going through that um, hardship? Um, how can workplaces support? What can um, the employer um, provide and uh, do uh, to support uh, the women uh, who are going through the phase? And how can the colleagues help, right? The co-workers help? How can the boss help? Um, any, any suggestions or um, tips on that point? Yeah, the most helpful they, they can be is just uh, uh, by starting to ask um, how, uh, how she's doing. Mm-hmm. To ask and then listen to the answer. Mm. And not, not trying to, um, to assume um, she's doing very bad or she's doing very great or she doesn't want to talk about it or anything. Just ask. How are you doing today, for example? Mm. And and listen and listen what she uh, needs, and you can ask as well. Um, uh, uh, say, um, um, g- g- give an opening to to um, uh, ask for what she needs if she if she wants that. Mm. Yeah. How about the family, Esther? Um, any suggestions for the family members? Um, how they can support? Um, how they can listen well? Um, how they can create an environment um, that can help um, the the woman to cope up from that um, hard phase that she's going through? Yeah. This, in in a certain respect, it's very much the same. Um, but uh, in the family. Um, uh, people are, are more involved mm. themselves, so they will have a lot of emotions themselves as well. Mm. Um, and uh, so it can be uh, much more uh, difficult, but also there, try to be uh, open and supportive and uh, ask um, what's, uh, what someone needs and, and listen to the answer. Um but also um, uh, they can try to create a space where uh, where the woman can share her feelings, uh, but they also can share their feelings. Mm. Um, and not you should feel like this and, and oh, what, what, what have you done to me or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but try yeah. to... Not the blame know. game. Yeah, not yeah, the blame game. Yeah. Blame game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have seen that um, that phase in a lot of families, and it's 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 going to furthermore suppress um, uh, the the emotional and psychological uh, way a woman who is already going through the hard phase, right? And yeah. uh, it is extremely important that there are so many factors. Um, that are involved uh, for that tragedy to happen in terms of abortion. And um, it's it's not always the uh, would-be mother's fault. Um, And it's 
more at that phase than ever before that she's counting on the family she's counting at the workplace to get the support and i think you brought in the amazing point of the power of listening um tell us a little bit more tips on how can uh, a family member how can a workplace um cultivate that um culture of listening uh, to the women who uh, went through the phase any tips for them um how to cultivate a workplace well <laughs> that's <laughs> um well um the cult- making a culture of listening that's that's a whole other challenge <laughs> um but if you did, did you see that as as a bigger challenge in your profession uh how are you helping people uh to cultivate the um culture of listening um that's um, not something i've i've um uh, um been uh focusing on at the moment mm-hmm. on on a whole culture of listening i'm mm-hmm. just working with uh with uh, mothers mm-hmm. um and i can uh, through them i can in, uh um, yeah i can give them tips how mm. to deal with mm. the people around them okay awesome mm-hmm. so what what each person can do uh for him, him or herself to cultivate an environment where people listen is to start listening themselves mm. yeah. if you listen to people um then you uh start opening up that this kind of space so if uh, i i've advised that this sometimes because uh, some uh, people say what you said my 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 parents aren't supportive aren't listening to my grief mm. um and sometimes i've suggested to um to start by asking them how they feel mm. because there's emotions there as well yeah that's so a good they, point they they yeah. lost a grandchild for example mm. yeah So there's emotion there as well. So if you start, if you give that example, start opening uh, a space for uh, listening to what they feel, mm. then you invite them, as it were, mm. to uh, do the same for you. Mm. It makes sense. Um, I'm any. Um, we are wrapping up this podcast um, right now. Um, Esther, thank you so much uh, for your time. And I, I, it's an amazing podcast because we always talk about motherhood, but we never um, often talk about the situations around abortion and what are they going through um, as, as uh, it would be mothers, as a professionals, how can it provide the hardship and both professional life and personal life. Um, just wrapping it up, tell us a little bit more about how you're helping um, and uh, how can they reach you and uh, we'll wrap from there. Okay. <laughs> um, well, as I said in the beginning, I help with Trauma to Thrive program and that's for uh, mompreneurs um, to first heal trauma and that can be Uh, abortion or miscarriage but it can also be other trauma and then i work with other trauma specialists mm-hmm. to help them mm-hmm. uh, and after that to build and grow their business mm. um, so tell us a little bit 
um, tips about, we, we talked about abortion or miscarriage. You're also saying that um, there are other kinds of traumas for mompreneurs. Can you a little bit tell us about some examples of other kind of traumas that you're mentioning about? Um, yeah, there's a whole range of, of trauma. Um, there's um, It can be very... Uh, um, uh, yeah, obvious. Like I call it, like people have have a war trauma or uh, have a po- poverty, living in poverty trauma or um, um, abuse, an abusive past. Hmm. Uh, this can also be very um, uh, less obvious things, like things you have that have happened to you in childhood. Uh, all the things that we uh, um, uh, we uh, that happened to us, and and we think we are not safe in a, in, in a certain moment. We are not loved, not not accepted, and then we accept a kind of behavior, mm. um, and that goes with us into adulthood. Um, mm. So it can also be a lot of, of those things that that keep us back, it holds back from from being real. The the, the um, well, the biggest me we can be, and mm-hmm. and it's things we want to achieve and we see for ourselves in the world and in our life. Yeah. So mompreneurs, um, it's very fascinating that tailoring uh, the special support system around mompreneurs, especially a psychological support system that you're talking about. Um, I think uh, mompreneurship is a unique journey because they are handling um, motherhood they're also handling entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship itself can be in in a lot of um, times um, very struggling, um, very lonely. Um, And on top of it, you have this um, ecosystem around you, um, a family around you who is counting for you from emotional support. Uh, If you have kids, then they are counting on you for some kind of emotional support. Um, And um, in the cases of miscarriage, it it drains the beautiful picture that a woman has portrayed to herself as a happy family and happy business that she's leading and so on. Um, So I think it's really amazing, Esther, what you are doing. Um, And it's very much needed, Um, whether um, you have kids or um, you went through the phase of abortion and juggling and maintaining um, the hardship of um, running a business. for your amazing uh, knowledge nuggets and uh, for creating an amazing initiative to help uh, mothers and the people who went through miscarriage, um, who are professionals, who wants to run the business, uh, to help them, to support them, um, both emotionally, psychologically, and um, bringing them out of the trauma and helping them lead a happy life moving forward. Thanks a lot and have a great day. Yeah, you're very welcome. And thank you for inviting me here. Thanks a lot, Esther.